Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is June 28th, 1996. It's a high-energy day. It's only a high energy day because you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm really tired and he's trying to be annoying. That's what's happening. I don't have to try, Carol. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Fuckface for 104.3. <laughs> right? Right. That's what it's like. Tonight, <sighs> Carol. We're going to take back the night. Oh, my. That's the name of this episode. Take back. This was quite this was quite the episode. Oh, it was something. (laughs) It was something else. So, uh, Laura. Laura Ingalls Wilder is stalking Steve. Yeah. She's calling the keg house, leaving messages, Mm -hmm. um, talking to his friends. Yeah, she's she's fucking John. Even John Sears is like, hey, you need to deal with this. Right. So Steve gets her to meet him at the peach pit. She wants to meet at the peach pit. He gets. Oh, wait, no. John's like, you need to like she calls again. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, you in? And Steve's shaking his head. No. And John's like, no, take this fucking call. (laughs) We're we are sick of her calling here. Right. Okay, but they meet at the Peach Pit, whoever idea it is. It's her idea. Okay, I think it was his idea because he wanted to tell she her wanted to, to meet. stop. She wanted to meet. Maybe he picked the Peach Pit. We have no Maybe idea. He picked a pit. A we, peach. we have no idea what happened on the phone. Mm-hmm. But they meet at the Peach Pit. Yeah. And he tells her he has a girlfriend. Yeah, Celeste. And her face. She's all, like, it's so funny. She's so naive and dumb because they're sitting there and he's like, yeah, we got to talk. And she's like, about something good, I hope. That's like, did you see his face? Right. When, when it has, we've got to talk, ever been followed by anything but devastating news. Yeah. And um, she's like, I've been thinking about you. Haven't you been thinking about me even a little? Like, lady. If he wanted to talk to you or if he wanted to fuck you mm-hmm. again, then um, that would be happening. He's not into you. Obviously. But she looks crestfallen and, you know, you feel a little sorry for the psycho. She's like, you're a jerk. And leaves. And, no, she yelled at him out loud in the peach pit. You manipulated me into sleeping with you. Oh, yeah. And you have a girlfriend? Yeah, we find out they did have sex. They did. And she apparently uh, at least thinks that, you know, he manipulated her. Right. Which, you know. Coincides beautifully with the what's going on in the rest of the episode. Yeah, because they're having a take back the night rally where they're talking about a date rape seminar that week. And then they're doing this take back the night rally. So there's a lot of, you know, anti-rape going on, (laughs) (laughs) which is good, you know. Yay, it's like, anti-rape. It's like matter and antimatter when when they collide, they annihilate each other. 
But if we generate enough anti-rape, we'll stop all the rape. Wow. Um, and Lucinda is the one who's doing the date yeah. rape class. Talk about rapist. <laughs> right. She's trying to rape Brandon. And um, every interaction she has with him is her trying to get into. It's like some innuendo. It's like she's on a seventies dating show or something. She's very predatory. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. She's like Brandon. If I was a popsicle, how would you eat me? Wow. <laughs> but okay, so he he's in her date rape seminar mm-hmm. with his professor, her husband. Yeah, and is again invited to dinner that night. He's like, oh, that's tonight? <laughs> I love Brandon's casual, like, oh, this isn't happening. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so the professor's like, oh, you know, the guy you're tutoring, whatever his name is, is going to be there. So. Deshaun. Yeah. His so, name is Deshaun. So he goes to dinner, and Lucinda, what the fuck did she say? It was, like, terrible. Like, She's coming on to him hardcore at the dinner table. She, he, she, they're talking to Deshaun, and he's like, yeah, Brand, like, how is Brandon as a tutor? Oh, he's real hard. And she goes, yeah, I, I found that or something like that. And she's like, she's like, I see that. Yeah. I think she says, and even Deshaun lo- looks like, what the fuck? Yeah, because of the way she says it and, like, looks at him and stuff. It was like, there wasn't, it wasn't even thinly veiled. No. And it's right in front of her husband. And he doesn't bat an eye. Is he? Do you think he's oblivious, or do you think he doesn't care? I think she makes tapes and he watches them. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> okay. I think there's some kind of... I, and I think the whole kink is that she can't tell Brandon <laughs> that he's into it. Right. She's got to win him over. And it's only, it's only students that he takes a particular liking to. Like, he's he's her, what do they call them? Like, procurer or whatever, right? Like, he picks a student at the beginning of the year and befriends wow. him. I think, yeah, I think that's a whole conspiracy going on here. That's some crazy shit right there. Yeah, it is. But that's 90210 And then in the kitchen, like, she he's asked if there's anything he can do to help her or something. And she's like ever done it on a table oh yeah <laughs> and he's like yeah he, he says something like you know you're flirting with me right in front of your husband it's not cool mm. she's like oh it's just flirting we haven't even done anything <laughs> and he says oh, am i being a hayseed she's like yes brandon a hayseed that's what he said yeah what the fuck you never heard that term before? no it means like a hick from the country a hayseed okay so, yeah, so she's acting like he's overreacting, and then she hops on the table and asks him to fuck her. Yeah, right right there in the kitchen when her husband's in the other room. Makes a lot of sense. Right. I think she's been watching too many uh, movies from the mature section in the, the video <laughs> store. Right? Something. Something is not right here. That's the kind of shit that would only happen in a pornographic film. For sure. So... That's what's going on with Brandon for now. Yeah. There's other stuff that happens. Yes. Well, I don't know. Or do we want to follow it all the way through? I don't know. You're you're steering the ship. <laughs> you tell me. Well, okay. So he goes to uh, tutor Deshaun. Mm-hmm. 
at his room for some reason instead of where they usually meet. Where do they usually meet? The basketball court? Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> we haven't we haven't seen them to actually tutoring him very much. No. So. And does Sean's just like, well, uh, you know, I can see something's going on with you and uh, the professor's wife. Yeah. And he's like, Eddie and the professor's wife. <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him unless you take my test for me, and I want you to get me a B. And Brandon seems to sort of agree. He doesn't, for some reason, he doesn't come out and say, uh, "We haven't done anything." She is coming on to me. But I have resisted because I, you know, like the professor. Well, I mean, even if he did say that, like, it doesn't change what the professor would think if Deshaun said something. It wouldn't? No. He wouldn't be mad at Brandon. He'd be mad at his wife. But I'm saying if Deshaun goes to the professor and says, hey, Brandon's sleeping with your wife, the truth doesn't factor in. Okay. Sure. But he could... uh, yeah, I guess. All right. I mean, it just seems like the threat is just that I'm going to tell him whether it's true or not doesn't matter. All right. So <clears throat> then he decides, though, that he's not going to go along with it. Yeah, he comes back to the he comes back to his room. And it's it's weird the way that this is filmed because it's broken up by a lot of stuff. Like, I don't understand why he leaves, then comes back. But whatever. He has a change of heart. I guess. He comes back and he says, uh, he says to him, look, I'm not taking your fucking test for you. And he, he, he comes right out and says everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Basically the stuff I just said. And he's like, I don't care. I'll tell anyway. And he's like, no, go ahead. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm not taking your test for you. And he's like, I'm not going to pass that test. I can't, I can't miss uh, a couple games. I'm going to get kicked off the team. And it's like, well, then maybe you should have fucking tried, Deshaun. Did you ever you ever think about that? Right. So Brandon's just like, sorry, peace out, and well, walks out. And he talks to Lucinda about it while he's while he's bench pressing 120 pounds. <laughs> so impressive, Brandon. You know, it's not nice of you. At least it's at least it's realistic, though. Yeah. You don't think it's nice of me? Why? Because Brandon's such a tiny guy. I don't think it's nice of you to. Um, like, act like other guys are being weaklings or something just because you're super strong and can bench press more than that. Like, you shouldn't be like, oh, Brandon's bench pressing 120. Like, it's nothing. It's that's not, a lot. It's not much. It's To, to me, that's a lot. How I much, couldn't do that. How much can I bench press? I don't know. How much can you bench press? I know you want to tell us. No, I'm not going to say uh huh. If you no, I'm not. If you if you don't know, <laughs> two hundred pounds. Yeah, there you go. That's correct. I wanted independent verification because any asshole can be like, oh, "I bench two hundred pounds," and it's like, but you know, but you've seen me do it. Yeah. So there you go. Independent verification. <laughs> At least I mean that's for reps, people. That's not my one rep max. That's two hundred pounds for reps. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just falling asleep over here. Um. Lucinda comes in and she's like, 120 pounds, that's more than me, Brandon. That means you could put your hand here and here and just press me and press me and press me. She goes to be fun or whatever. And he's like, okay, why don't you fucking tell Wink Martindale what the, what the parting gift is? 
Who the hell is Wink Martindale? He's one of those 70s game show hosts uh, that I was referencing earlier. In a hilarious joke. <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. He tells he tells Lucinda, too, about Deshaun. Mm-hmm. And um, she doesn't seem to care. No. She's like, well, yeah. Why don't fucking take the test for him? Yeah. That's probably what you're supposed to do, she says. Why do you think the test is take home? Which is fucking weird. Yeah. What are the questions going to be on the test? Who's the best coach in uh, California college universities? My my question is if it's a fucking take-home open book exam, why can't Deshaun pass it on his own? Yeah. Anyone who's willing to put the effort in can pass a open book take-home exam. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I mean, I guess unless it's math. What is it? What's the subject? Sociology. Yeah, no, fuck that. He could he could <laughs> pass that. But I mean, like, certain things, like, with math, it's not like you can look it up and be like, oh, this is the answer. It's like you have to have the understanding to figure out the answer. Yeah, I suppose. You could always cheat. Go to a library. To figure out math? Sure. You can look stuff up, can't you? I mean... Multiplication. You... Yeah. Who doesn't know how to multiply? Well, okay, fine. Like, I don't he know. He use a calculator. Quantum physics, okay? Like, what? That's, that's a little bit... That's a quantum leap, my friend. Going from math to quantum physics. Yeah, a quantum physics test would be harder than math. Trigonometry. Okay, but there are calculators. Now, I guess you do have to understand. Like, there's graphing calculators and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't even know. Sean couldn't even figure out how to put boobs in a calculator. Oh, my God. You know how you do that? Yes. Oh, my God. Look at you. What the (laughs) fuck? Is that a Darth Vader impersonation? Yes. (sighs) Luke. I'm just tired, people. It's been a long day. (laughs) No one cares about how tired you are. They They don't tune in to listen to how... You complain about how tired you are. Sure they do. They, they listen care. In to, they listen in <laughs> to listen about 90210. You care, don't you, people? They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, after uh, What's-Her-Face uh, Laura gets her heart broken. Oh, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> she goes to the seminar on date rape and is now wondering... Was I date raped? Oh yeah, you can see you can see her slowly be brainwashed, <laughs> believing that what happened was rape. The wheels are spinning. Well, and like, what bothers I this this episode bothers me a little bit because like, it is hard to know if you've been raped when you're date raped. I mean, like, there's a difficult line there to figure out. That's true. So I mean, the her, difference is charm. Like a regular rapist needs no charm. A date rapist is you. You, you gotta be, you gotta be charm. You're such an asshole. Well, I'm just saying that the line of walking down a street and then being grabbed and raped—that's easy, you know. Yeah. In one way, you're not, you know, like walk, just walking down the street, and nothing happens to you. You're cool. Grabbed and raped, you know that. But as you said, in a situation where you're on a date and, you know, the end of the night happens 
and stuff. And like they said in the episode, they're like, you know, you you could start making out and stuff like that and everything. It is tough to know when it's rape and when it's not. But, I mean, like they said, the the main, like Kelly says at at a point later, the difference is whether or not you say no. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, and um, she is, like, talking about trying to figure out whether or not she was raped. And and she makes it sound like she was. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, it was rape for sure. Well, the way she describes it really sounds like rape because she says, what she says and what she says is a lie. She says that uh, he, you know, like, grabbed her, pushed her down on the bed. He was on top of her. She said no. She says she said no. Oh, yeah. And tried to push him, but he was too heavy. Uh, she says that eventually she goes, if you're going to do it, at least wear a condom. And he did, and then it was over. And she, everyone's like, yeah, of course that's fucking rave. Yeah. Which, like, I was like, yeah, of course that's rave. If that's what happened, yeah. But I'm like, the writers of this show are not going to turn Steve Sanders into a <laughs> rapist. So that's obviously a lie. Right. I would say most women don't lie about being raped. Yeah. It's all it's kind of a bad message yeah. to to give to kids like, "Oh yeah, women can just make it up." It's like most of the time no, they don't. Like she's clearly yeah. exaggerating what happened because she's upset that he's rejecting her. Because if she really thought that she was raped or if there was any chance that she didn't want what happened, uh, then why was she calling him right. endlessly? Why was she obsessed with him, trying to get a hold of him? Yeah, it was, it, it, it was ridiculous. But because everybody is on her side and thinks that she was raped, they're telling her she, she, she needs to come forward with who the person is. Name him. So that, Take back the night. Yeah, so that all the women know to avoid him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't... They're like, do it at the rally. So, like... Just slander a man. Like, what End the fuck? End a man's life. Right? So then she's talking... No to, evidence needed. So then she's talking to Kelly, and she finally says who it was. Kelly's all like, it's John Sears. Yeah. Because of stuff we'll get to later. And uh, when she finds out that it's steve she's like steve did not rape you it was so it's such a funny turnabout because the whole time kelly's like i'm on your side i'm here for you right you know, thick and thin it doesn't matter and she's like it was steve sanders she goes oh you, you can't you can't say it was steve <laughs> the thing. steve didn't rape you you liar you're gonna ruin his life you can't do this <laughs> which i mean you know i don't like that either though because it's not like Every guy who has raped woman is like an obviously terrible person that you just know. No, I mean you can accidentally rape somebody. <laughs> I'm saying it's not always obvious to people that somebody would do that. So yeah, but to act known- like oh for sure he wouldn't do it. But she's known Steve since kindergarten. I mean, I don't you think that she like? I'm not saying, and she dated him. Yeah, so she knows him. Pretty well. Yeah. Like about as well as you could know somebody. And I'm not saying that you could ever be like, oh, that person could never rape somebody. Like, I understand what you're saying. That's like, maybe he could have, you know, date raped uh, this girl. 
but in real life. But I mean, I don't know. I, I it's that's a tough one. I can see why she really thinks it it's not him because of how well she knows him. Yeah, but she goes and warns Steve mm-hmm. that she's about to do this to him, and then we get Steve's side of the story. Yeah, which is that she was totally into it. Mm-hmm. And um, she took off her shirt and, like, all this she, stuff. She pulled a condom out of her own purse yeah. and gave it to him. She's the one who brought condoms. And she said the one thing that we did see in the episode that this happened in mm-hmm. is, like, I think I mentioned this before, him saying, oh, I'll uh, give you a ride home. And her saying, why, you have an early class? And give him that look like, I don't want to go home. Right. Kind of thing. So... I think she, I mean, I know this is a fictional thing, but I even hate saying I think she wanted it. But it seems like she wanted to have sex. I think what Steve says later is wholly accurate. Yeah. So, okay, now we're at the Take Back the Night rally. Take it back! And... Kelly takes back the microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before she can grab the microphone, Kelly grabs it and talks about when she was almost raped. Yeah, by that, that fucking douchebag at the Halloween party. And then she says, and the man who saved me, Steve Sanders, and like, you know, everybody's like applauding for him. If there's more guys like Steve out there. So Laura just takes off. Yeah, because Laura's like, well, okay, and I can't slander his name now. Right. And uh, Steve goes after her, and she, like, admits what she did, and she says she thought that it would make her life easier to have a boyfriend in the keg house. Right. Like, what's going on in her life, and why would having a boyfriend in in the keg house specifically Mm. make her life better? I don't know. It's very weird. That whole thing was weird. But he says, he, he says to her, and I think this is accurate, he says, look, you know, I, I, I think it was mutual, and obviously she kind of seems to indicate that it was mutual, their mind to have sex, that was yeah. consensual or whatever. He's like, I know you wanted more, and I know you wanted more than a one-night stand, but I did it anyway, and it was sleazy and, you know, not a good thing to do. Right, which is true. Yeah, and she says, uh, she says, I didn't say yes, but I didn't say no either. So right. that it wasn't her fault. And it's like, it's weird. Like, I guess that does make it sort of ambiguous. Because, like, if she didn't say yes, I mean, I get, do you need to get a yes every time? Like, if some, if you're, if you're dating, if you're on a date and you start making out and things start going farther, are you supposed to say, hey, is this okay? Hey, is this okay? I mean, or, or it like, do you wait for the, do you, is it like, you know, you're just pushing things, pushing things, waiting for that? No. I've, I've heard people say before that, you know, you need to get consent for everything. And I think that's kind of dumb. And that would take a lot of the like romance out of what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, some people do think that, but I mean, to me, her taking off her own shirt reaching in her purse, pulling out a condom and giving it to him. Those are things that are indicating consent without having to say it. I th- I liked Andrea's point at the whole take back the night thing and well actually the the pre the pre party of, yeah. take, of take back <laughs> the, the night. The seminar thing. Um 
But I liked her point. And I think it is... I think... I understand the argument of like, oh, it shouldn't be all on the woman or whatever. Mm. But I also like the argument of women have their own power and their own voice. And instead of being like... Like... It's got to be this like two party consent thing where like let's sign contracts and everything. <laughs> Women can just take the initiative and and say no. Just you know like guys are gonna want to probably push things, and whenever you're uncomfortable, say no. And then it's uh, then it's on the guy to stop. Right. If a woman says no, you have to stop. You know that's 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 what it is. And I I I think that's I think that's fine. And Andrea didn't say exactly that, but Andrea was like. There's a difference between she basically describes fucking Leslie or what, what's her name, Laura or Laura's uh, situation. She's like, yeah, if if a guy if you're saying no and a guy does it anyway, I mean obviously that's rape. But if you ha- if you have sex with somebody and then you regret it the next day, that's not rape, right? Like we that the guy's not responsible for that if you didn't say anything. For sure. Basically, and that's what she said. And, like, her boyfriend's all like, oh, you know, I, that's, you know, whatever. And, like, he starts arguing against her and, like, really shutting her down. And she gets pissed. Well, that was about alcohol. Well, they, they, um, but that, the whole thing, they were all, that was one conversation. Okay. Because she starts to go, because he's, because he says, what about, uh, there's a lot, there's so many guys that'll ply women with drinks. And she goes, women uh, can decide what they put in their bodies and what they don't, what they drink and mm-hmm. and what they don't. And he's, like, arguing against that and everything. And she, like, storms off. And then they have an argument. And she's and he's she's like, I was arguing the feminist point. Yeah. You, you're, you, know, you sure put me in my place, shut me down. That's not very feminist or whatever. Yeah, they're definitely uh, on their way out. Oh, yeah. They're having quite a lot of arguments. I was, I was figuring they'd be broken up this episode. Yeah, but he apologized at the end and she forgave him. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I mean, like, if a girl is, like, completely drunk, then a guy shouldn't have sex with her. I agree. But that's kind of a, you know. I know. That takes away a lot of the births. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a difficult one. I mean, I agree with Andrea that, you know, women can decide what they're drinking, but, like, if a woman decides to drink, does that mean she can't have sex? I mean... It depends. So, okay, this is what I would say. I would say if... It's hard It's hard because I'm not single. We're dating. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, to think in this way. But let's say you're dating prior, right? If you have... It, like, you know, an understanding beforehand. Like, if you and I were going to go out and you're like, hey, I'm going to get drunk tonight, uh, but I want to have sex, and, like, you kind of give me consent previously, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get, you know, pretty pretty drunk tonight, and, you know, we'll go home and have sex, then I think it's fine. Right. Um, But if you just meet somebody at a bar, it's that's a difficult one because it's like, Sometimes it can be difficult to tell how drunk yeah, someone is. That's true. But I guess just use your best judgment. I mean, if someone's if a woman's really obviously drunk, I would never be like, "Okay, I'm going to pick this woman up and and have sex with her." I mean, that's just that just seems that seems like taking advantage to me. 
But I mean, to me, it's like, I always thought it was like if somebody is like passed out or something like that's, you well, know. Yeah, I mean, that's <clears throat> for sure. No. But I mean, just being drunk, I don't know. It depends. It There's, so there's a point in being drunk where you can, where your inhibitions are down, but you still know what you're doing. And then there's a point where it's like, you know, uh, your your judgment's way compromised. Yeah. And it's usually fairly easy to tell in most people when they get to that point, like if they're sloppy drunk, you know? And I think that's, I don't, I think that's wrong too. I don't know if I'd necessarily consider that rape if they say yes, but it's wrong. I mean, like whether it's illegal or not, it's not something I think you should do. Yeah. So those were the kinds of discussions going on in this episode. It was kind of heavy. It was. Um, but, you know, thankfully Kelly saved Steve because he was, like, thinking he's going to have to go to another university. Oh, he was going to and... get expelled. Yeah. He was going to be the social pariah he always should be. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, Andrea said, did she really say there should be more people like Steve? <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. Like, everyone knows what a piece of shit Steve is. It's so funny. He's not a piece of shit, though. I mean, no, they've done a lot to... They've done a lot to rehabilitate his character um but he did break celeste's heart he broke two women's heart this episode oh yeah that's right because he had to because he he was dating so two of the most gorgeous people to ever live fucking carrie grant and diane cannon made a human being (laughs) and steve had the good luck to date her and cheat on her so he told her the truth because he wanted her to hear it from him and not somebody else. Mm-hmm. And they broke up. Yeah, it was sad. I felt bad for her. Yeah, no more Jennifer Grant. But he was trying to say that he loved her. And yeah, bullshit. Yeah, she's like, no. <laughs> he said he's like he's like it didn't mean anything. <laughs> and I always think that's the most bullshit excuse. If it did, like, if your relationship with Celeste meant something. And sleeping with this chick didn't mean anything, then why did you do it? Right. It obviously meant something. What, though? Because he didn't, he certainly didn't want to date her. No. What did it mean? Was it just to get in the good graces of the guys at the keg house because they wanted him to sleep with her for some reason? I think just I have something to hold over his head. Maybe. Maybe that's, maybe that was part of it. Maybe it was just fucking lost, but it's like. If you have a girlfriend, you need to keep it in your pants, dick. So, I mean, yeah, I would just finished saying he's not a bad guy, but, you know, he has his moments. He's clearly the worst guy on the show, at least for now, till David, till David uh, right. does some of the stuff he does. <laughs> till the end of the season. Right. I feel like we're missing something. Oh, there's lots of stuff really? we haven't talked there's about. Really? There's more? Yeah. I can't think of it. Brenda. Brenda. Stuff with Brenda. Brenda's struggling with romantic poetry. Oh, and yeah. Her and Dylan Her and Dylan have a whole subplot where it's like they're kind of flirting with each other, but because of all the stuff that happens with Kelly and John Sears, which we should talk about, Yes. Uh, Dylan wants to, I think Dylan wants to get back together with her. Um, he, You think he wants to get back together with Kelly or Brenda? Kelly. Hmm. I mean... He's certainly acting like him. 
I don't know. He's he's not he doesn't commit easily, I think is the problem. Like no, for sure. He he's really like into both these women still. Mm-hmm. But yeah, throughout the poetry class there's there's also rape talk going on because Brenda's comparing what what were they reading? Do you remember? No, but some remember. classic poem she's saying is like about rape and they're like, uh no. Um but it's like <laughs> that's what everybody's got on their minds right now. Yeah, so it's rape it's rapeville. And then, yeah, like like you were saying, there's Kelly and John Sears. They they go out and John Sears is talking to like Steve and the rest of the guys is like, yeah, she's definitely gonna give it to me tonight. Yeah, this is the night. And so they start making out. They're in the bedroom, and she's like, no, I don't want like, I don't, I don't want, I don't feel right doing it like this or whatever. Yeah, which you know, who knows what was going on at that time in her mind or body or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he got really angry. Oh, yeah. Very entitled. And, uh, God, I'm trying to remember everything. Like, he said, like, He's like what do you I think? Knew, I knew you in high school. I yeah. I know what you're like. Do you think that I really wanted to, you know, be with you for, you know, your freshman... Uh, Intellect. Right. And sparkling conversation. Oh. Wit. He's such an ass. Yeah. He's basically like, I wanted you because you're a piece of ass. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to fuck you and... uh you're not doing it, so. He's like, oh, I got women lined up around yeah. the block, you know, and stuff. Yeah, he's like, what is going I'm on? I'm a senior. I'm the president of the keg house. Like, you should be dropping your drawers. I'm the most important man in the world. So she tells him where to shove it. Yeah. Yay, Kelly. And um, then she immediately goes to Dylan and tells him about it. And... Dylan is talking to Brenda about it, and he's like, yeah, I I kind of want to get back together with her, but, you know, I think, like, oh, John Sears comes around and says, apologizes, and she's going to, like, give him another chance or whatever. And, you know, I think that's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. And he tries to. Yeah. And she doesn't give him another chance. Who would? A guy who was just kissing on you. Mm-hmm. Then just tears you apart emotionally? No, forget well, that. Well, Kelly says, you know, if it was three years ago or whatever, she probably still would be with him. Yeah. Well, her self-esteem, I guess, was a lot worse before. Yeah, before Dylan. Dylan was the first person that took her seriously, she says. Oh, yeah. See, so she wants to get back together with him, too. Yeah. When she is- says at one point, she's like, what happened with us? <laughs> You didn't want to do anything. You didn't have the same the same fucking interests. You want to go to all the football games and do all the like the college stuff. And Dylan does not care about any of that. No, that's why he'll be better with Brenda. Like yeah. they they have a lot more in common. Oh, for sure. They're both in the same poetry class. Yeah, talking about fucking Lord Byron or whatever. Which you know that's like an elective. I mean, that's something they chose. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. I don't I still don't see Kelly and Brandon having anything going on. I still don't understand Not where that's yet. coming from. Not yet. We'll see. Hmm. Maybe it comes out of the blue, I don't know, but maybe I I'm my guess is like the last, I don't know, 5 episodes or something like that there's going to be some kind of there'll be an arc. There has to be. So that's what's going on with her. Uh basically with David, it's just like, um, David's like, oh, I got really bad news. 
my girlfriend doesn't want to have sex with me. <laughs> That's pretty much David's contribution to the episode. Yeah. He's like, I want to have sex with, with you. And she's like, no, my dad's a producer. And <laughs> I can't have sex scenes. Right. <laughs> because he refuses. So I think that's it. Well, there's one other thing that happens. What? After Brandon. <laughs> he sounded so excited to know this thing that you watched. Tell me. After Brandon has that conversation with Lucinda about just fucking cheat for him, she says. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you know what, Brenda? I'm going to hit the road for a while. I got to get, oh, yeah. get out of here. And he picks up a picture of Emily Valentine. Yeah, he does. The punk rock girl. He's going to go find her, you think? Yeah, probably. That's weird. Yeah, it is really weird, but that's what I think is going to happen. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to believe that he cared more about her than the rest of the bodies in the desert. Yeah, I guess. She's the one that got away. <laughs> well, whatever. So I think we're going to probably see Punk Rock Girl on the next the next episode of 90210. All righty. That's it for this episode. Carol, you want to tell anything to anybody <laughs> before you pass out over there? Sure. Uh, go ahead and say hi to us at uh, latefee1994.com. Drop us a line. And check out our website, retrolatefee.com. It's a good one. And tell your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.